Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. And now let's join our guest speaker. Amen. Uh, Praise the Lord. Ah. Welcome, CCC, Cornerstone Community Church, Um, (laughs) Triple C. Uh, (laughs) Praise the Lord. We're going to be talking about praise. So, um, yeah. And... uh, you know, Linda preached my message, and you guys sang it and praised and worshiped today. There's not much I need to do or say, um, but since I prepared something, I am going to do it and say it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't stay up for 3 o'clock in the morning for nothing, so we're going to present this today. <laughs> um, praise the Lord. Uh, we're going to be looking at Psalms 150, and it says... Praise the Lord. Praise God, his sanctuary. Praise him, his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with the timbrel or the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of the cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. Let everything... And that means everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So are you breathing? I think no one got rolled in here today. So we're breathing. So it is a commandment that if you're breathing, that you praise the Lord. Webster defines praise as to express favorable judgment or to glorify. It is a transitive verb uh, in that sense. And then it's also an expression of approval or to ascribe great value or merit. And that is used as a noun. So praise is a verb and a noun. And before we get into that, I'm sorry, I, I was thinking when I was sitting down, um, especially when Linda came up, you know, there's this book called The Five Love Languages. And I don't know if you, if you have a significant other. Uh, you know, they have a language, and I might have mentioned that before. You you try to, uh, as as your spouse, as their spouse, try to appeal to their language. Uh, so, for instance, my wife, I might have mentioned before, is uh, quality time. So my wife likes to spend quality time. So I try to spend quality time to because that's her language. And my language, um like I said, it, it varies. I think it is uh, words of affirmation. I, words of affirmation, I will say that. I'm almost set on that for today. Um, next week it may be something different. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if, she, if she gives me words of affirmation, that is my language, and she's speaking my language. And so sometimes it, just because quality time is not my language does not mean that I can't do quality time because that's her language and because I love her and have committed my life to her, I do that language, even though quality time is not my language. My, my language is uh, words of affirmation. And yours may be gifts. So you may prefer gifts where your spouse may prefer, you know, quality time or something different. Uh, but you do that because you love them. And so God's language is praise. His language is worship. And just because you don't, feel like it that means nothing <laughs> because i love him 
then I'm going to praise him. I'm going to worship him. I'm, it's not about me at this moment. It's, this, this is not about how I feel or what I want because I'm doing this for them because I love them and they love me. And so I'm going to not just do what I want to do because Rebecca said, this is not my life we live. It is not I, but Christ in me. And the Christ in me has resolved that I'm going to praise God. And so whether I feel like it or not, whether it suits my need, whether that's not me, it's his language. And so because I love him, then I'm going to do his language. All right, that's the sidebar. You get that one for free. Um, so we're going to jump back in. But I thought about that when you guys were singing and when Linda came up, that it is his, it is his language that we praise him, that we worship him. And it is not dependent on how we feel. But it's dependent upon his love for us and our love for him. And because I love him, I'm going to do that. Uh, the Bible. Eight types. Seven, I think, types of praise. And I remember when I was in college, you used to sing this song. Uh, Shabbat, hallelujah, Barak, praise the Lord. I don't know if it's an old song. I don't know who sang it, um, but we used to sing this. And we used to say these things. <laughs> Somebody got it. See, thank you, Rebecca. Somebody was uh, raised in the 90s <laughs> and was saved <laughs> and listened to gospel music. Um, but uh, there were several, several things that uh, identified as praise. And so we're going to go through a few of them. Uh, Hala, this is the primary Hebrew root word for praise. Uh, it is the word that we get hallelujah from. Uh comes from the base word. It means to be clear, to praise, to shine, to boast, to show, to rave, to celebrate, to be calamorously foolish. Calamorously foolish. I like that part. You know, sometimes people, uh, I used to go to a church back in Raleigh, you know, the pastor there will often say, you know, God has done so much for that. Some people will look at their praise and say, well, that's too much. But how can you say something is too much or I wouldn't do that? I don't know what you've gone through and I don't know what you've faced in your life to, do, to give that praise. But I do know that it's not too much because we just sang a song that I'm going to lift my hands till I can reach the heavens. And I believe that I am going to lift my hands. I'm going to do what I can until I can reach the heavens because I want to praise him. So Hawaii is a root word for hallelujah. And we are going to be calamorously foolish for God. Yada uh, is a verb with the root meaning to extend hands, to throw out the hand, therefore worship with extended hands or lifted hands. Um, it is the opposite of to bemoan or to wringing of your hands. I mean, and I'm, you know, I'm wringing my hands, I'm tired, I'm done with you. But to extend my hands, I mean, I'm welcoming you. Uh, Psalms 107, 15 says, Oh, that men would praise or yada the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. So we got hala, we got yada, we got toda, we're similar to yada. But specifically, specifically toda literally means an extension of the hands and adoration or acceptance. By way of application, it is apparent uh, that in Psalms, it, is being, it means to thank God for things not yet received. 
<laughs> it is the yet praise, you know. <laughs> I'm praising God for what I don't see, but I know is coming. <laughs> Offer unto God praise, or toda, and pay thy vows unto the Most High. Uh, Shabak means to shout, to address in a loud tone, to command, uh, to triumph. It says Psalms 47 and 1 says, Oh, clap your hands, all people. Shout or Shabbat to God with the voice of triumph, of joy. That is Shabbat. Barak means to kneel, not Barack Obama, Barack. <laughs> means to kneel down, to bless God as an act of adoration or to salute. Psalms 34 and 1 says, I will bless or Barak the Lord. At all times, I will kneel down. I will bless him at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Continue, you know what continually means? Continually, yeah. <laughs> Never ceasing. Uh, Zamar, Zamar means to pluck the strings of an instrument, to sing, to praise a musical instrument or musical instruments. Uh, Zamar, uh, Psalms 57, 8 and 9 says, Awake my glory, awake harp and leery. I will awake the dawn. I will give praise to thee, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises of Zamar to thee among the nations. And Tahila is derived from the word hala. It means to sing of halas or hallelujahs. Uh, to sing or to laud, to perceive to involve music, especially singing hymns of the spirit of praise. So we got Hala, Yada, Toda, Shabbat, Barak, Samar, and Tahila. Tahila can be seen, as can be found in Psalms 22 and 3. It says, Yet thou art holy, O thou art enthroned upon the praises of Israel, or the Tila. So the Lord inhabits or enthrones the Tilah, the praises of Israel. So the title is Praise, Where, Why, How, and Who. Uh, and we're going to get all this out of Psalms 150. So the where in Psalms 150, it gives us two places that we should praise. Uh, it says the sanctuary. It says praise God in the sanctuary. And uh, sanctuary there means holiness, sacred place. Uh, to be set apart, and that could be praise in you being the sanctuary of Christ, right? He dwells in you, right? We believe that he's in us. Right? He, he, he is dwelling in us. We are his sanctuary. We are his holy place. He is within us. Uh, and it could also mean your church. This is a sacred place or sanctuary. Um, it could be things that could be set apart or separateness. So you could set apart in the sacred place the sanctuary, or in the heavens. In the heavens, uh, so some people would say that it would stand from the sacred place to the highest of highs and everything in between. So you're going to praise him where? <laughs> Everywhere, right. Here in this sanctuary, here in this sanctuary, or in your sanctuary, your sacred place, wherever your home is, but then also everywhere in between there in the highest heights, in the heavens, the highest heavens. That's where we're praising him. So that covers everything, right? That is the where. Where, where is going to be your, your work, church, driving, 
home, uh, and wherever, grocery store, it's an opportunity to praise. That is the where. We're not limited to just here, just within these, these walls. We're not even limited to just your house. We live in a country where you can actually praise God anywhere and everywhere. Why? Why do we praise? So it, this is a, a diff, not difficult, but um, they can be various. This could, this could, we, could, we could be here all day, and we can if you want. Um, <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, listing all the, all the reasons why God deserves our praise, right? It is innumerable the amount of things that we can praise God for. And it says here, for his acts of power, or, or his power, acts of power, or mighty acts in some versions. Uh, strength, might, mighty deeds is what that means. And so we're going to look at a couple of things here. Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles 20, uh, 1 through 24, it's a great story. Uh, and I'm using stories that deal specifically with praise. Second Chronicles 21 through 24. I'm going to jump. So I'm going to let you guys read 1 through 13 on your own because I don't have time to read all of that. But it is great the what Jehoshaphat, his prayer to the Lord. You know, I'm, I said, man, I'm going to type this up and put it somewhere, um, different places around. This is just a great prayer to the Lord, uh, how he is praising him in that prayer and just saying, you know, Lord, I know, it's, it's basically, Lord, I know you can do these things. And he's standing on the word of God. This is a really good prayer. But in verse 14, it says, The Spirit of the Lord came upon Jahazel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Aspah, in the midst of the assembly. And I read those names like I really knew those names, but, you know, they might be all messed up. <laughs> And he said, listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because this great multitude for the battle of this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but God's. And the and cornerstone. The Lord says, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of all the things that may be attacking you, because the battle is not yours. It is God's. Did you get that? It's not yours. It is God's. Tomorrow, go down against them and whatever that them is for you in your life. And I can't name all of them things that may be attacking you, that may be coming against you. But tomorrow, go down against them, and they will surely come up by the ascent of Z, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight this battle, Cornerstone. <laughs> Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go down against them, for the Lord is with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all of Judah and its inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites, the children of the Corinth, 
Haftites, the children of Karaz, stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. And so they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And they went out. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord. And I'm, let me go back. Hear me, O cornerstone, <laughs> you inhabitants of Lynchburg. <laughs> Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall, be, and you shall prosper. And when he consulted the people, he appointed those who could sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of his holiness. And they went out and before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercies endures forever. Now, when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against your enemies. When they began to sing and praise. The Lord set an ambush against your enemies that were coming against you. And they were defeated. Let's make it personal. You sing, he fights the battle. He sets the ambush against your enemies. And they are defeated. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of, so, so the enemies begin to fight one another <laughs> and they utterly killed and destroyed themselves. So Judah came to a place and then 24 so Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness and looked towards the multitude and they were dead bodies falling on the earth and no one had escaped. What are the acts of power that God has done in your life? Or he's willing to do or he can do what he is going to do, what he's yet to do. And what can you sing praises over and knowing that the enemy will destroy, that God will destroy those enemies? I believe his word, y'all. I believe it. I believe that he can do mighty acts and just just one. And he is not limited to the children of Israel, but he can do those in your life as well. And he is willing to say, if you would just praise me, I will defeat your enemies that may be coming against you. The psalmist wrote, my grandmother used to sing this song <laughs> back in the day uh, at his holiness church in Hookerton, North Carolina, uh, outside of Snow Hill, not far from Kinston, my hometown. It says, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, thank God for saving me. And she will play this, uh, call it a washboard. This is old. I'm old, y'all. <laughs> I've seen some things in this life. <laughs> she played this washboard, and she would have a coat hanger, and she would turn it around, and she would scrape this washboard, and it would make this kind of sound. And she would sing that song. I could just see her in the corner singing that song. She's one of the mothers of the churches. Um, and so that came to me at this moment when he was preparing this message. I said, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done and yet to do for me, 
I'm going to run around this place in a minute, y'all. Let me stop. <laughs> My soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. And I'm sure my grandmother passed when she was 96, and I'm sure over her 90s, she was born in 1919. Yeah, because I remember doing a report on my grandmother because she was alive during the Great Depression, so I was asking her about that experience, and so that's how I know when she was born. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, i sure she had witnessed and seen a whole lot over her 96-year-old life. But she could always sing the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done and he had done for her. And she was thankful and willing to give praise. Um, yeah. So we're going to praise him for his acts of power and we're going to praise him for his excellent greatness or surpassing greatness. Uh, excellent, a multitude, abundance or great and greatness is just great. <laughs> meaning just great or magnitude or magnificent. And so I wanted to get another story that reflected God's greatness or his mag- magnificence or his abundance using praise. And so that leads me to Acts 16, 25 to 34. Late in the midnight hour, God's going to turn it around. A friend had me had a song. Y'all know that one. All right. Some of y'all. <laughs> I'm going to pick some different ones next time. <laughs> but, late in the, uh, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns, praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prisons were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. Now I could preach this right by itself. And the keeper of the prison awakened from sleep and standing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in, fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all who were in his house. So obviously they had to leave the prison and actually go to the man's house. And he took them to the same hour that night and uh, Lord and all who were in the house. And he took them that same hour of the night and watched their strikes because they had been beaten before. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them and he rejoiced having believed in God with all his household. And this is an, I don't know if you see the abundance here of that small act of singing praises to God and all that it led to. And I'm going to quickly try to go through some of the things and I may miss some of them. Uh, but so they were, Paul and Silas were put in jail because they were preaching the word and there was a girl, young girl who had an evil spirit and they cast it, who, who was a fortune teller. Uh, and people were making money off of her. And they cast that spirit out of her. And so the people who were making money off this girl got upset and said, hey, y'all, you mess with my money. Uh, and so they, they took Paul and Silas before the judge, the magistrate, and said they were Jews and they were teaching things that were wrong against the Romans. And so they wanted to they beat them up and put them in jail, basically. And they had bruises on them. That's why they needed to be uh, tended to. 
So they were in, in prison. And so in their prison, that wasn't, they were for, for Christ's sake. Now, if you go to prison for your own mess, then that's one thing. Uh, <laughs> but they were put in bondage because they were looking out for the Lord and preaching the gospel. Um, and because of their singing, their, their chains weren't just loose, right? Because it's one thing you can sing and use, or you are set free. But the people who were there, who I don't know if they believed or not. It never says that they were believers, that they knew Jesus and was a, a, no. It says they heard the hymn and their chains were loosed. That's power, y'all. I'm, I got to move on because that's not what I'm preaching on. That's not all that I'm preaching on. But that is just, that is the abundance of God when it comes to his praises being given to him it is that that is part of the abundance and so when so paul and silas were such great men of character they stayed and they just i guess because if i was one of the prisoners and i didn't know jesus and my my chains were loose i'm rolling up out of there right you know i'm like hey i'm out thank you uh, thank you jesus for me i'm going to go uh, <laughs> but they obviously had convinced those guys to stay in the prison right that is amazing. God is all in this, uh, in abundance of his work in this. So they stayed in the prison. The, the prison the guard, prison guard wakes up. Uh, that's probably a message in that as well. <laughs> the prison guard wakes up, sees that all the doors were opened, and was going to kill himself because he just knew he had done something wrong. And they yell out and say, hey, don't do this. Don't hurt yourself. We're still here. And I'm sure he was like, what in the world? The gate, the chains are broken. The doors are open. You guys are still here. And he believed at that moment, he said, I want what you have. So from singing that hymn, now we're going to have salvation to this man. And not just this man, but his whole house. Man, is this an abundance? So look at the abundance of what is in this based off of praying and singing hymns to God. How much more is God willing to do in your life if you sing and praise him? Amen. We're going to move on. Ah, that is the how, right? Where are we? I think that's the how. That's the why. I'm sorry. We, we did the where. We did the why. Now we're going to do the how. So how? So Oh, we can quickly go through this. In my time. All right. So, how looks at the sound of the trumpet, the harp, and the lyre, the tambourine, the dancing. Um, however, that looks for you. <laughs> if you need to do uh, the nay nay or whatever is going on nowadays, I'm old. I don't know what the most current thing is. Um, don't don't do it. I'm just kidding. Don't. <laughs> But whatever dancing before the Lord looks like, uh, Psalms 30, 11 and 12 says, you have turned my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and sackcloth and clothed me with gladness to the end of my glory may sing praises to you and not be silent. Oh, Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. We're also going to use the string instruments and the flute and the crashing cymbals 
And then we're going to use the resounding symbols. And the resounding symbols is the same uh, word in this uh, ruha, I think. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. It's the same used in Joshua 6 and 20. So in Joshua 6 and 20, uh, and this word means a shout or a blast, a loud cry or alarm or sound. Um, and this is used when the walls come tumbling down. And so 620 says the people shouted, and that is that resounding means resounding symbol. And they shouted, and they blew the trumpet. And it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went into the city, and every man straight before him. And they took the city and utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman. And Oxen, young and old, oxen, sheep, and donkey with the edge of the sword. So that same shout or that same resounding is the same word that's used in Joshua 20 for shout. Uh, And when we shout or bring forth that praise, the alarm, we have the capabilities of making some walls come down in our life. And the who. So that was the how. So you're going to use the instruments, basically the instruments, uh, but you can use your voice in that shout. So who and who, (laughs) the who is commanded to praise. Take a deep breath. That's That's the only requirement, right? That you're breathing. Everything that has breath. And who are we commanded to praise? The Lord. And I submit that if you are breathing on today, (laughs) that it is our, should be our privilege to praise God. He is so awesome. I'm going to end, I'm not going to get through all of Hebrews 13, uh, 10 through 16. So we have an altar which those who serve the tabernacle have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned outside the camp. Therefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered outside the gate. Therefore, let us go forth to him outside the camp, bearing his approach or carrying his reproach or his disgrace, uh, we're going to carry that with us. For here we have no continuing city, or we have no, for here we have no permanent city. This is not our home, but we seek the one who comes. In 15 it says, therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifices of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good and to share for with such sacrifices god is well pleased so when life happens and life does happen and disappointments may come your way and if they haven't come your way live long enough and they will (laughs) that you will have to make the decision that I'm going to still praise God. No matter what, I'm going to give the sacrifice 
of praise. And that sacrifice is identified with the fruit of our lips. And he admonishes us also not to forget to do good and to share. And this is interesting when I was studying this, the word share in this context also means cornonia. We talked about cornonia a couple weeks ago, right? And how we must die to have that cornonia, that fellowship, that sharing. And so we must die. We must sacrifice and praise him. And in that sacrificing, we're not, it's through him and not of ourselves. We're going to give up what we want. We're going to set aside our needs. We're going to set aside our personality hang-ups and, uh, you know, I'm not an outgoing person. No, I'm an introvert and I'm quiet and I'm shy and all the things that we've come up with for why we can't uh, publicly praise God. But I'm not even admonish you to publicly praise him. But also, I admonish you to publicly praise him, but also encourage you to privately praise him as well. We're going to sacrifice no matter what, no matter what's going on, no matter what may come our way, no matter what the enemy may throw at us, we're going to give the sacrifice of praise. Let's stand to your feet. So I pray. Uh, dear Lord, we just thank you again. We honor you. You're awesome. We give you the sacrifice of praise. We will not forget to do good and share, have community with our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ uh, in that sacrifice. But we have breath, and we're going to praise you. We're going to lift you up. We're going to magnify you. We're going to make you greater than our situation, greater than our circumstances. You're bigger than anything in our lives. And if we were to take our focus off of the thing and focus on you, we will see that you can give us all that we need. We present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you, which is just our reasonable service, Lord God. So we honor and we bless you, we praise you, Lord. We thank you for accepting the sweet sacrifice that we give to you in our praise and in our worship. We go forward this day praising you and honoring you and not not being ashamed to speak your love language we thank you lord in jesus name amen thank you for listening to this message from cornerstone community church we are located in lynchburg virginia at 525 old graves mill road you can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com contact us by email cornerstonecom at comcast.net Or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you.